Joining us now, it is Rob Bradford, who is presented by McFarland Energy, the home oil and HVAC company that Greater Boston, the North Shore, and all of Cape Cod depend on. See McFarlandEnergy.com for more. And Rob Bradford, also brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh. Andy joins us from Baltimore mm. on, the, on the Harbor One hotline. Hello, Rob. Two things, two things. Number one, I'm walking down the street of Baltimore, and some random guy comes up to me and just yells McFarlane in my face <laughs> and runs away. Uh-huh. And because because they're feeling good about they're feeling good about themselves, and that, so that's what you do when you feel good about mm-hmm. yourself. Your baseball team, and nobody shoves a phone in the face of Chris Dale better than me. You're welcome for that sound. <laughs> well. Uh, as we do here, a uh, bit of a, a lengthy discussion earlier about Chris Hill and what the issue is, and uh, Wiggy is suggesting it's all mental. Uh, your opinion on that, mental or physical or both? I think it's a, a combination of a bunch of different things, and it doesn't really matter because you you just have to be better. Like, well, after the game last night, they were clearly sort of uh, hinting, or not even hinting, but they were saying that, they thought he was tipping his pitches. Okay, you know, uh, that's fine. The Orioles have hit him around. They hit him around in his only bad start in spring training. They hit him around the first time, and they hit him around in that inning yesterday. But that doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference anymore. And, and you hate to say it because he's such a good quote. And, and three or four years ago, when he, he got out in front of everybody and dropped F-bombs and said things like he just said, you're like, there you go. That guy gets it. That guy is, is accountable. That's what we want in our Boston athletes. But at this point, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether it's mental, physical, whatever it is. You need results. You're, tw- I think, 28 and 56 in the last two years against American League East teams. And so a big part of getting that right is with Chris Sale. Oh, Bradford, listen here, youngin. If you're looking for a place that plays Ooh. some go-go and splash music, I'll, I'll tell you where to go and be more. <laughs> Any chance. Oh, you got, where? Tell them where. Go to Southside, Baltimore. Okay. Go oh, down there. Listen, I got, here's, here's a hint for you, Wiggy. I'm not going anywhere in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, go, I'm, going, I'm going from my car to the park, back to my car. Just keep playing. It, it is a dicey place these days. Well, as long as you're playing that go-go, you'll be fine. They'll think you're from B-more. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Is there any chance, and I've been bringing this up for a while, is there any chance that you see Chris Seal, maybe they move him, to the bullpen and some type of reliever situation. I, I would. You never say never, but I don't think so. I mm-hmm. think that they've sort of cast their lot in life with with not only Chris Sale, but you know, you allocated money the guy pitching tonight and Kluber. You, you, you've, you. The problem is, is that you have you have potential. You have a bunch of maybes, and you, we saw that with the last Chris Sale start. And, and that's what they're hanging their hat on. But the problem is, is that why you have a bunch of maybes, why you have the second worst ERA of any starting staff, and that's only behind the worst team in the history of baseball, the Oakland A's, that you don't have, you don't have certainty. You don't have the guys. You don't have the guys that you say, that's the guy. Like we talk about opening day. Who's, we still don't know who would be the opening day starter. Like right now. So it's it's and that's the problem. So to answer your question, you know, I think that he's in the rotation. They're you know they're going to ride or die with him for a long, long time here.
But how do you, I asked this earlier, how do you go into this season with the expectation that he is your ace? Well, again, I heard like I heard um, you said Sam Kennedy said in his show that he's the ace. Yeah. But I said this when we were having the opening day argument. I'm like, well, we don't even we didn't know he had a good spring training, but we couldn't say he was the ace. We couldn't say anyone was the ace, and that's the problem. You know, I I keep every time Wayne Miley pitches, I surface the same picture, which is him wearing the T-shirt saying he's the ace, and from 2015. <laughs> And and that's what this felt felt like, where you had John Lester leaving, and all of a sudden Masterson, Kelly, Buckholz, Porcello, and Miley. Everyone has the potential. You can make an argument for everybody, and nobody stepped up. And this is how this sort of feels right now. I'm not saying it can't work. I mean, this a Whitlock can step up, Bayo down the road when he comes back up. You know, uh, Pavetta's been okay. How? Who knows? I mean, maybe they keep in the starting rotation. There's potential there, but as we sit here right now, you have a bunch of Who's the Aces t-shirts all over again. Uh, Rob, the confusing thing is, is it feels like a lot of the guys in the front office and even Alex Cora to some extent are almost making excuses for him over and over again, whether it was him not going out there on opening day or I know Alex Cora last night uh, basically was saying, well, you got to give credit to the Orioles. Uh, It just seems like everybody's making an excuse for a guy that may not have it anymore. And that's why we go to the mental aspect of his game, because they're trying to give positive reinforcement and you see the frustration in the dugout and I just don't see that helping in any in any way well first of all it's a good point by you Courtney oh the dugout thing I mean come on don't do that like you you have you you have bad hands you have bad arms you have you know you just don't want to risk it I I get understand you're upset but the one thing it did surface was the the video of David Ortiz crushing that phone. I can watch that all day long. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The best part about that Medroia's is Dustin Pedroia diving for cover next to him. But, um, you know, the, the, the thing is, Courtney, is that, is that, yeah, you know, they're making excuses because they, can, they have a glimmer of hope to make excuses. Like, they can say, well, you know, we think he's tipping his pitches against the Orioles because the Orioles are the team knocking him around. And the and three times already this year since he's come back, but and they can also hang their hat on the fact that last time out he was really good. He was like the old Chris Sale, but that's that's all well and good. It's a results, as he said, it's a results business. It's not a try hard business, and it's not an excuse business. And they have to figure this out in a hurry. Has there ever been a bigger fraud on the Red Sox than Chris Sale's fake tough guy nonsense? I mean, banging a TV screen in Worcester. Banging the Gatorade yesterday after the game. There is no can or do. There's only done whatever stupid, you know, little, you know, uh, haiku he wrote for the post-game press conference. I mean, <laughs> what, at what point do we just start mocking him on a daily basis? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll disagree with you in the sense of, like, again, three or four years ago when he, he stood up there. He didn't have a whole lot of these, right? And this is what we say every time a guy comes to Boston. Just be accountable. You can buy yourself a lot of time if you're accountable. Unfortunately, Chris Sale, like the accountability card has sort of run out. So when he does this now, it comes off as like the haiku, like like you said, the haiku jokes or whatever. Like that's how it comes off of. Enough is enough. This is a canned thing. I I don't think it's a canned thing. I just say it's like, well, you know, it it does. You're better off just not saying anything. And I know he can't. He's expected to stand there and answer the questions, which he does. 
but I don't think it's a, like a, I think this is just who he is. And, and it just comes off the a 180 degrees from how we viewed it three or four years ago because he has been bad. And who he is is a guy that was intimidated by a jersey to the point he had to cut it up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is the guy that fractured a, a bone during a lockout. How do, you get, how do you get intimidated by a jersey? I don't know. Ask him. He's the one who cut it up and wouldn't go on the field with it. Yeah, try, listen, try, try overeating a little bit in Florida and then putting a white T-shirt on, and you'll understand it. <laughs> yes, Courtney. Uh, well, Rob, uh, Greg's tried to be optimistic about a, a bunch of different topics this morning, so I'll ask you because ESPN released uh, four reasons the Red Sox haven't gone off the rails yet. So I want you to give us four reasons why we shouldn't be out on this Red Sox team quite yet. This is like uh, this is like the caller thing. I like you personally, uh, but dot dot dot. Uh, um, Devers, baby, Devers. Pa- yeah, pa- baby, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, it, it it comes back to my two- slogan for 2023, 2023 Red Sox colon maybe. maybe. I mean, it's this is and this is where we're at. This is where we're at still. It's not like there isn't potential. We saw this on Sunday when when Sunday happened. We're like, oh my goodness, Yoshida. Look, this is the guy that we've been waiting for. And look at the bullpen, Kenley Jansen and, and Josh Winkowski and, and all these guys that have the potential of starting rotation. And you have Trevor Story coming back just in time and maybe in July and all of that. Like, that's fine. That's fine. Like, so I could go down the list more than four of saying, well, this is how it can work. But the problem is even, even like something like Yu Chang going out of the lineup now killed, hurts them. Like, all of a sudden, they found a guy who could play shortstop, and they could move Kike Hernandez somewhere else, and now that's out the window. So they are so thin everywhere, and there's so much uncertainty everywhere. Meanwhile, you have teams like the Rays, the Blue Jays, the Orioles, the Yankees, who there is a whole lot more certainty on those teams, and that's the problem. Curtis, Curtis, are you still on Mac Island? I am. I love Mac Island. Okay. Um Imagine the reaction if Mac Jones post game acted mm-hmm. like Chris Sale has acted. Oh, like my I, God. he uh, does it in game. No, so we, I, one time he waved he waved a dope <laughs> yeah, off okay. who, was, who had no idea. Boomer how to call would the demand offense. he be deported. Yes, um, but Rob, I have a very important question that has nothing to do with baseball. I was walking in the hallway as you were talking to Jackson, and all I heard from Jackson's end was, "Hold on a second. He looked out the window of the control room, which is windowless. Came back to the phone and said, "Yeah, it's sunny." Mm. What was the conversation that led to I that? Said, I said, Jackson, look out the window and see if you find anybody else stealing sweatshirts out there in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. no, I mean, it was perplexing. <laughs> All right, I mean, Rob. I, I, I'm sorry that I asked about I asked uh, Curtis. I'm sorry I asked someone else about the weather. I know that's oh, thing, Mike's side of the street, please. My, my apologies. That's his thing. Yeah. All right, Rob, we will talk to you again next week, and hopefully things will look a little bit better. All right, see you all.